Hey everybody, welcome to the Shiro Show. It's Friday. I'm Saturn Dave. This is Train Co. How are you doing, Pat? Doing okay. <laughs> Do, could be better, especially with uh, the announcement from the Nintendo Direct. Uh, made me very sad. Oh yes, yeah. Sad, really? That that much? You want to talk uh, about it now? Yeah. I <laughs> know uh, we can do a small intro, and we can have that as a part of the news because we're kind of kind of slow on news this week, so we'll add that into the yeah. we'll add Nintendo Direct section. But uh, besides that, it was pretty good. Uh, like I said, just been busy with some projects. Uh, might right have on. a new one coming up, depending on how an auction goes. So oh, we'll okay. see, or maybe not see. Any hints, or is it just a? I don't know. What we, I don't even know what you're talking about. So. Oh, uh, somebody, uh, somebody posted something in the Discord, uh, James Amencia, uh -huh. or, or Mercy, whatever his Mercia. name is, mm -hmm. James Mercia posted a, an auction in the, in the Shiro Discord that okay. he was looking at, and I was like, you know what, I'll bid on that, so. Nice, okay. I don't need anyone's hopes up, so I'll talk about it if I win it in two days. So, if you see me happy next stream, you know what happened. Sounds like a plan. It's so, not, but whatever. We got Knight in the chat. Knight, you want to tell us how you're doing? Or do you want to stay, remain silent? <laughs> he oh, didn't be enough for the Patreon, so he's not allowed to talk. He's not Sorry, allowed to talk. Guys. I'm sorry. No. I, that, that just goes no, to show joking. you, I don't know like who's pledged what amount. Uh, I just know that he's here, so. Um, no, he can talk. He's an honored guest. How's it going, Knight? Oh, it's going. Loving the show. Enjoying my Fridays. How about you guys? Pretty I am beat good. down physically, not feeling good, but I'm gonna plug away and do the best that I can at this, you know? Is it like that song, that corn song, breaking me, breaking me down, down into the ground? Yeah. Sort of like that. That's Except a classic, good right? Singing. There. Except good singing. <laughs> yeah. But, but actually, there was something I wanted to talk to you. There was something that celebrated its 30th anniversary actually today. Just today? I'm yeah, drawing a blank. I'll give you, I'll, I've had my head in the sand. Give, I've been working. What's up? I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's in our intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, never mind. 30 years <laughs> yeah, old. Never mind. Wow, I feel old. 30 years old. Holy crap. Like, do you, I don't remember that coming out because I was a negative one, but mm -hmm. what about you? Do you remember that at all? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. I was eight, right? I'm 38. So I would have been eight years old when it came out. And, mm -hmm. and I was not aware of it when it came out, but because I was listening to shittier music, <laughs> arguably shittier music, but I had a cool older friend when I was like, I think I was like probably nine or 10. Uh, when I finally became aware of it, I had a cool older friend who like lived with his dad in a van and he had his name was Richard and he had a guitar and he had an amp in the van and everything like that. And they were kind of like living the hippie lifestyle, you know, um, and mm -hmm. I thought he was so cool, you know, and he was like, we need to start a band, you know, and he, he gave me this cassette, you know, and he's like, you got to listen to these guys. It'll it'll change your life. Right. And I popped it in mm -hmm. and I and I was like. I thought it was noise. I thought it was garbage. I, I, because it was like literally nothing I'd ever heard before, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it took a while for my, to wrap my head around Nirvana. Um, but what happened was, uh, he ended up taking lesson guitar lessons from my dad, which made me incredibly mm -hmm. jealous because before that, my dad gave me a guitar and I had, and I put it in the closet and I did not care about music. 
but the fact that my older cool friend who I looked up to was getting guitar lessons from my dad and, and like I wanted that that bonding time you know I got incredibly mm -hmm. jealous and so I started learning net I started learning come as you are like fervently learning come as you are and practicing and practicing and practicing so I could impress my dad and my dad was like you know I've offered to give you guitar lessons before you've just turned me down you know and I was like but all of a sudden I cared you know that's yeah. my story that's my story of Nirvana I so yeah we we started a little band it was it was crap but I learned like every song on that album by heart and uh and uh, wow. that's what got me into Nirvana and grunge and all that stuff yeah did your dad ever end up giving you lessons or giving yes. you pointers? Yeah, my dad, oh, I ended up taking, well, yeah, because I actually, at that point, got into guitar, realized that it was fun, you know, music mm -hmm. is great. I think music was in my in my blood, you know, but I just spent mm -hmm. most of my childhood playing video games and sports that I kind of ignored music because my dad is a professional musician, right? So I got kind of music mm -hmm. shoved down my throat. And so that was kind of the way it was kind of my way of rebelling is to just say, no, I don't like music, you know, or I don't want any part, any part of music because that's all my dad ever does is, is work on his work on his band stuff and everything like that. So, yeah. um, but anyway, it ended up bringing to us fair, together. I think that was, yeah. To be fair, I think that was pretty an optimally optimal age to learn at 13. Yeah. Oh, that's I was, I think I was like 10, idiot. I think it was like 10 or 11, but yeah, my friend, but, oh, wow, but anyway, that's even better. yeah. So I, I discovered same guy. I discovered Soundgarden through him, you know, Pearl Jam. And that was it. That was, that was the, I, I don't remember what summer that was, but that was like the summer when the 3DO hit and the 32X were out and there was, mm -hmm. and the Jaguar and all these like crazy and uh the the sun was setting on the 16-bit generation and it was kind of like i keep i kind of refer to it as like the wild west of video games because it was almost like uh there was like this power vacuum with the 16-bit systems going out and the jaguar throwing their hat in and it was almost like any company was like oh we can make a game system you know just put a bunch of ads in the magazines and kids will buy it you know even but then like you had the neo geo which was like 700 or 900 i don't even remember Ooh, how crazy the, the aes was but it was crazy right it's crazy money 3do was like mm -hmm. seven 700 or 900 dollars as a kid you couldn't afford it but you still like drooling over the pictures in the magazines and stuff and being exactly. like oh my god like what's going on because before that nintendo was all i knew you know it was like nintendo everything was nintendo <clears throat> and then of course nintendo like power baby yeah exactly i had a subs my parents got me a subscription in nintendo power and so basically my brain was just plugged into nintendo and i was getting all their propaganda mm -hmm. that's all i knew it was just walled garden nintendo and i mean if you were a kid growing up on super nintendo and nintendo power you were a happy kid there was a lot of great stuff mm -hmm. but you didn't know about this whole other world of gaming you know and so like my friend i'd go over to his house and he'd have like lethal enforcers on the sega cd and i was just like oh my god this is so like th this seems like an adult game you know this seems like adult stuff because he had uh yeah he had like the what is it the dirk the 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 what's that dungeon game with the dragon oh, and Dr dragon's lair dragon slayer yeah yeah he had dragon's lair dragon's lair dragon's yeah. lair yeah he had dragon's lair and he yeah. had lethal enforcers and and he had snatcher and it was just like wow man this i've never really been exposed to this sega console but it's like so hardcore you know and it was actually uh, my first sega cd game dragon's lair was it really it's pretty janky yeah. on that console to be honest like yeah, it's pretty bad it's pretty but, I mean, bad it's, it's still cool it's still cool it's honestly not great on the 3DO either. I have it on I have it on the 3DO, and uh, mm. 
it's mm, like the laser disc version if you can even emulate it you know the laser disc yeah. version is the way to go you know yeah a lot of people have found ways to emulate that pretty pretty faithfully nowadays so it's not too bad oh yeah isn't there like I a, wish they put daphne hmm? is like the laser disc emulator I think so. Yeah. The the one that I really want, I really wanted that I I said they never put anything to is Cliffhanger. That's my favorite laser this game. Oh, Cliffhanger, and they there was a port of that to Sega CD, was there not? No, it was, it was so... a different game. That's Cliffhanger, the one that's based off Stallone, oh, but okay, it's based right. off that game. I got you. I got you. Okay. Cliffhanger is the uh, it's that FMV game that's based off Lupin the Third. Uh, mm. Castle Cagliostro and another movie. Oh yes, but okay. Castle Cagliostro. Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's but right yeah, up your alley. But yeah, no, I'm a big Lupin fan, so I actually have a poster on the wall over there that I don't want to move my setup, but trust me, it's on the wall over there. I'll take a picture and mm-hmm. put in the Discord of my Lupin uh, cliffhanger poster. I got it to Game uh, Zapcon a couple years ago. Really good. Cool. Yeah, you know. Um... That so Nirvana obviously means a lot to you. That Nevermind is an epic album, and it means a lot to me too. Ten and Nevermind, you know those two albums, and even Soundgarden. Yeah. Uh, like that time, it's all tied up in the same. Like if you if if you're you know younger and you're like learning about it kind of vicariously, that's great too. Yeah. You know, but it's like if you if you were a like a tween in that time period it was just like it was an amazing time to be a kid like growing up with grunge and and like the 16-bit consoles and the 32-bit consoles and like hanging mm. out at the mall malls were a thing back then of course so it's like that's where we all hang, I hung still out remember, i got the tail end of that you got the tail end of that see there was this was pre-internet right so it was like yeah. where did you go where did you where was your third place you know a lot of us went to the mall and we hung out at um you know like game spot or, or um we, we'd hang out at uh eb games or it was called I went Electra. to uh, I think I did Suncoast video. Oh, there was yeah. Any of those. Yeah, there was a Suncoast in my mall. That's where you get all the cool anime. You know, anything. that's that's where I got all yeah. mine. Got the Kirby uh, Kirby Rat Pack at your DVDs there. Yep, I got all the Miyazaki films there. Um, before like I got them on VHS. Like before it was like a cool Dang. thing to do. I mean, I guess it was cool yeah. if you worked at Suncoast. You knew what was up. But yeah, it was like at my mall. You had Suncoast Video, and then, like, right across from that, you had a Walden Software. And Walden Software mm. was actually, like, you know, it, it was cool. Like, they, they had a lot of cool games there. It was kind of like Babbage's, I guess, because we didn't have Babbage's, Babbage's where I was growing funny. up. Yeah, Babbage's were more like an East Coast thing, but on the West Coast, we had Walden Software. And then another... I thought they had Babbage's in, uh, in San Diego. Well, they might, but, but I grew up in Reno. Reno. I grew up in Reno, yeah, yeah right, so it was right. like small town. You don't have that much. Uh, we had Electronics Boutique, though, and that was great. And uh, I love that. So I like I lived at that store practically. That's where I saw my first PlayStation. Walked in there, I saw like PlayStation with Jet Moto on it. I was just like, "What the hell is this? Crazy, crazy time to be alive!" Like seeing 3D gaming for the first time. I mean, uh, before that, it was Star Fox for me. You know, like, and I was crazy about Star Fox, and I like beat it a hundred times. You know, um, but and and but it was like 12 frame, frames per second. You know, and it was like really rudimentary 3D. Um, that and Virtual Fighter in the arcade, you, or you go to a movie theater and, and you would see like a big sit-down cabinet for virtual racing, and that would blow your mind, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, but to see like an actual game console doing that stuff was just insane. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to bring it back to the the music real quick. I just yeah. really like I loved I loved both those albums, Ten and uh, Nevermind. Mm-hmm. Honestly, 
I'm gonna be honest, that's gonna hurt people. I actually preferred Audio Slave over Soundgarden. No that's, offense to the Soundgarden people, but like that's Audio Slave is so much better. It's a different flavor, really. I mean, it's a, I mean, you yeah. get Chris Cornell on vocals, but Audio Slave is harder. It's more adrenaline. Ah, that's hard to say though, too, because with with Soundgarden, for instance, take uh, what is the game that we love so much? Uh, need not Need for Speed. Uh, Wipeout. No, the ro- the 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 motorcycle one, <laughs> like is escaping oh, me right. Road rash. Yeah, road rash, road rash. Oh, and you okay. get like kickstand. You know, something like kickstand or something that has yeah. a lot of that audio slave DNA in it. As far as like that song hits harder and it's more like has more punk in it than say some weird stuff that like uh, Kim, uh, the guitar player, did. I, I he wrote a lot of that weird stuff. You know, <laughs> I forget I forget his full name. Yeah. In all honesty, though, I, yeah, I actually thought that uh, Soundgarden is a lot harder than Audio Slave. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah, like like Spoonman is like way heavier than anything I, on 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 like their first Audio Slave album. I guess so. I guess that's true. I but anyway, like, it's, it's like all that uh, stuff to is tied sound, together yeah. in my mind. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, yeah, I just like uh, just want to say, oh yeah, also not ninety-one full of milestones. Ren Stippy premiered on August eleventh. But yeah, there's there's just so much good stuff, and I just loved. Yeah. You know, I loved all that that sort of stuff in that era, and I still do. Like, it was such I a great. Even, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great time to loiter <laughs> as a kid. We would just we would just skate swimming pools and stuff, and we would go to the yeah. mall and hang out and and just not buy anything. But we look at games and stuff. You, it's all on the internet now, and I mean, I guess that's kind of. Yeah. I hope that we can capture some of that vibe in our Discord chat and stuff like that and how kind of bring the community and stuff like that. But being a kid in the 90s was just like I don't I don't know. It was that that's why I have so many fun memories of it. and some uh, pools. Sorry? We need to do some B&E and skate in some pools. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. Um oh, I was going to tell you regarding music, regarding music and uh and Road Rash. A blind spot for me when it comes to grunge bands was Paw. Like, I did not, that was not on my radar. I was big into, like, I was big into, um, you know, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana, several Offspring, some punk bands too, you know, and several other bands that were kind of like, uh, you know, in the peripheral there. But I really never listened to, to Paw. And it's a great band. That, that, that album, Dragline, is a great album. And you should te- check it out. There's a it's featured on it's featured prominently on that game uh, Road Rash on the Saturn and on the 3DO and everything. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's really good stuff. Mm. So if folks don't, aren't familiar with out. Paw, check it out. Yeah, check out check out uh, Under the Bridge or um, yeah, I think it's called Under the Bridge. Under which, the Bridge. Which there was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, I think. That my other my, one of one of my other favorite bands, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I think yeah. around the era they released the, the some of their best albums. Yeah, that's a. I was a huge Chili Peppers fan earlier in the day, and like that was my beach yeah. music. Like we were going up to, the, we were going to the beach or something. We'd be always be listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know. Like, like what you're saying, like Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, or yeah, some like, of the stuff that's earlier. Behind the sun. Do, do, that one's pretty good. Da, da, do, do. That's like the the early stuff was like the stuff I was really into. I mean, I still I liked mm. Chili Peppers later on, but they were kind of like really commercial. And I, I kind of like enough. breaking the girl, that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, and I, br- I really thought they took it back when Californication came around. That was a good album. It was solid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Californication yeah, just, skip, uh, solid. just skip Red Hot Minute and you're good. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's good songs on other albums, but it's just there were it wasn't it oh, wasn't wow. another another 91 Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, Blood another Sugar Sex years. Magic. Uh Dang. crazy crazy. That's yeah, yeah, 91 is a, that was a crazy year. So, we were talking on we were talking on chat and sorry if we're going on in this bit. We were we were talking on the chat and what, you were saying Super Mario World had already hit, right? So Super yeah. Mario World had hit in 91. So when I think of 91, I'm think so I think I must not have gotten a Super Nintendo until 92 because I remember I had like Metro Super Metroid and Zelda Link to the Past and stuff like that and that was all 92, right? My timeline gets yeah, foggy I when so. I go back when I go back that far. I, I, no, yeah. I, th I think I think Link to the Past is 91 too. As okay, well, well I didn't get well. it. I I, th I just didn't get stuff brand new like that. I didn't get it on day one because my my folks would make me wait until, you know, the following Christmas or whatever. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. No, I get that. I'm not, I think a lot of people were like that as well. Like a lot of people not playing until '94, but mm -hmm. I, I think I think I know that 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 Link to the Past was '91, and so was Super Mario World. But Met Super Metroid was '92. Pretty darn no, sure. No, it was '94. Well, that was 94. Okay, see, yeah, yeah my <laughs> when, I, when I go that far back, I cannot remember specific dates. It, it's all was a blur. that 93? Yeah, it's 93 or 94. I remember it's on the title of the screen, 1994. Yeah, like when it, you know the enters that, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Mario, maybe we should talk about the and speaking <laughs> of Mario, and um, uh, actually a movie coming at 91. Why don't we talk about a new thing for Mario. Well, let me ask you, if, if you were going to make a, a, a Mario film, you know, who would you cast as Mario? I'm just curious. Uh, Charles Martinet. Really? You mean you wouldn't, cast Chris, you wouldn't cast Chris Pratt? Oh, Seriously? God, no, please don't. No. Yeah, What's no, wrong with you, Pat? Let me get Chris Pratt. Yeah. You don't want people to yeah, watch Chris your movie? Do you seriously yeah, want no, to drive no. them away? You're going to drive yeah, them totally. away, Pat. If you don't, if you don't cast Chris Pratt, in that lead role, they're not going to watch your movie because nobody cares about Mario. Yeah, totally. You I'm know, being sarcastic no here, about, Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, totally, no one's going to care. I do agree, no one's going to care about Mario, you know? That that property, you need Chris Pratt to bring people in to watch it. Right? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I saw that in an announcement. I just want to talk about that because it's like, wow, like, it seemed like a Mega 64 skit. Like, it's like a joke. Like, oh, hey, like, it was funny. I remember I saw that and I screamed, what the F? Like, you were in so my room angry. Here, my roommate, you were so angry. My, yeah. You still my roommate are. heard me in the hall. Yeah, I still am. <laughs> my roommate heard me in the hall and I ran out to him and he watched it on his computer. Yeah. And like, I was, I was like, how could this get any worse than the next person? Jack Black is Bowser. <laughs> I was like, that's, what? that's wild, man. And, and Seth and Rogen then, as Donkey Kong. Yeah. And, and then I was like, how could it get any worse than Seth Rogen? It's like, this was a joke. There's no way that was real. Right. Like, I it's mean, it's not April Fool's though. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I, it's just weird to me that they would, I mean, I kind of get, no, actually, I don't kind of get it. It's an animated movie. Why would they need to put celebrities in it? I mean, it's not like, oh, mom and dad aren't going to go see a Mario movie. Are you kidding me? I mean, I everybody's going to see game. it. Everybody, everybody. You know they're doing this, though. So, okay, here's the deal. I did not watch the Nintendo Direct. I was working a lot yesterday. I, was, I had my head down. Anytime Pat posts something, it comes up on my feed, you know, because I follow him. And uh, I saw him yeah. complaining about this. First thing I thought was, oh, they're doing a live action movie. Chris Pratt, I could see that. And I just assumed it was live action because because Sonic, the Sonic movie is live action. I figured they're just copying 
to try to cash in you know they, they just don't want to be upstaged by the blue blur and and i'm like okay so chris pratt that's not that far of a, you couldn't have martinet running around punching blocks you know that's not gonna work um but then when i found out that it was like animated you know like the like the what was that movie you mentioned the incredibles was it no no uh the, no illumination did uh, oh, right. despicable me despicable and uh, me. sing Right. But to be so, fair, Sing is a fire movie. Go see Sing Two. Sure. That movie's pretty good. Sure. Not but, gonna lie. But it's basically like Knight said. It's basically like you're watching a video game, right? Because the whole thing is 3D animated. So why on earth would they have have to have like these like box office stars do the voices? It makes no sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Like I could see stuff like Sing and like Despicable Me. Yeah. Get it. You get popular. But even then, they did a good job. Like like uh, Steve Carell as as Gru. Like he great. Fantastic, did an right. accent, actually voice actor. Yeah, but those weren't established characters. Those weren't established yeah, characters. No, they weren't. And you didn't have somebody voicing them. Like, I, I feel like Charles Martinet must be a little, um, you know, he must be a little offended right now, right? Because he's been voicing Mario for 25 years, plus 25 plus years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, like, and Shigeru Miyamoto is doing the writing and the producing on this. And I can't believe that he didn't, you know, like he probably well, doesn't I mean, care. He, he, He's probably like, I don't care what you guys do in the West. We're going to get a good voice actor yeah. for, for, for Japan, you know? Well, well, actually, I was talking to a friend about that. And apparently, um, apparently they did the announcement in Japan and they announced the same actors. Yeah. Like they did the, the Japan direct. Also, uh, yeah, also Film Cow saying Charles Martinet should still be the voice of Mario and Luigi regardless of the script. Serious Family Drive Premier Brothers, I want that in Martinet's voice. I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think Film Cow should do Luigi. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I said it on his Twitter, so. Nice. Let, let, let's let's do it. Hashtag Film Cow for, for uh, Luigi. Or well, guess Mario. who they have let's, for, you yeah. didn't mention it, I don't think. Who do they have for Luigi? Oh, yeah. Dan Actually, I'm not, I'm not as man about this. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Conspiracy guy from... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from well, always sunny, right? I, I mean crazy guy from crazy always guy. sunny yeah okay yeah but to be honest i i, I could kind of see Ch Ch Char charlie I, I mean as much as i'm upset with them replacing everybody i mean i i love charlie day i'm a charlie day fanboy like i love always sunny so anyone who's talk always sunny hit me up love the love rum ham mm -hmm. you know love day man fighter of the nightman master of the sun uh was it something of karate and friendship for everyone i forgot what it was Oh, Master of Karate and Fringe for Everyone, that's it. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I love Charlie Day, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but um, like I said, I just think it's pretty bizarre that they would just do that. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Like, the film industry, that's the, the MO. And, of course, Illumination part of DreamWorks, which, you know, they pioneered that sort of bringing the, the names in because of the guy that made it i can't remember what his name was off the top of my head but he he's the one that worked on aladdin getting genie in and right. he sort of took that to dreamworks when michael eisner kind of screwed him over and they did shrek the same way yeah Which, yeah i'm not gonna go into history but you get my point but yeah i get it but also i don't get it i mm -hmm. mean like i understand you want to bring parents in and enjoy it but like i know pa parents nowadays are what in their third their 30s you're a parent not yes. calling you old. No, I'm old. You are old. N old Never man. mind is thirty years old, so and I'm older than that. Old man. <laughs> old man. But yeah, anyways, like you're a parent. Like I mean, 
you you obviously love Mario. All the parents are like threes and forties. They're gonna go see Mario. Everyone's played Mario. That's thirty or forty in that era or heard of it. Like seriously, I don't know anybody's like, oh man, I don't know about the Mario movie. No, ser- seriously, it's it. So I went and saw the I went and saw the one in the nineties that sucked. <laughs> and it was yeah. and I even tried to like that. I tried to fool myself into thinking that I liked it, even though I I knew even as a kid that it was trash. And this one is written and produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. If anybody has half a brain, they're gonna go watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's the, gonna the be thing good. Is that he was also, the thing is that he was also on set for the original Super Mario Brothers. You know, you know what that, happened? Right? No, I I heard about that. He was on set for that one, yeah. So, but I also kind like, of I, I also know. I think that yeah, like a lot got pushed through. Honestly, <laughs> a lot got pushed through with that movie that were yeah. was totally mm, not not good, not good. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, it was yeah. Bit, bit bizarre. Uh, but yeah, like, like, like I said, it's 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 a weird thing. Uh, I the thing is that my thing is I hope they at least do accents because like I don't mm-hmm. know how my brain would react hearing Chris uh, Mario like Chris Pratt's voice come out of Mario. I right. think I would just leave the theater, throw my pockets like, okay, that's it, I'm done. And, and just if leave. he just if he just tries to emulate Charles Martinet, then I'm just gonna be like, well, what was the point? You know because exactly uh, so i'm kind of curious to to see what happens um that said you know it'll be it'll be i'm still excited that there's a mario movie coming out and i'm excited for the next sonic movie with knuckles in it um yeah no no the, the sonic movie's killing it they get they yeah. get idris elba as knuckles like, i know right I, I like i mean i i can't be mad at that it's like you got like one of the best actors like, like I'm, I'm down you, you sold me the seat let's do this come you know on i got the money you, you know what's interesting movie. let's make a deal all these people that we're talking about, the, the you know, Despicable Me, right? Yeah. Uh, Sonic movie, Mario. All these people we're talking about are from either The Office or Parks and Rec. You know, like so, the voice of Sonic. You know, the vo- you know, like all these people have some connection to either The Office or Parks and Rec, and you're just like, what's going on here? <laughs> Is there some Funny, kind of like the other two series I really love too? Yeah. God, I love those two those series. Well, but, while we're talking about I'm, Nintendo Direct, yeah. what do you think about all those uh, Genesis games on Switch? garbage let's move on no uh basically i think it's really interesting i think nintendo is doing a good job bringing sega in and all these other companies because i was thinking oh it's going to be a nintendo only thing but Mm -hmm. with the way that it's all set up i'm kind of excited to see to see what they're going to do with that because imagine they get like system errors like pc engine they get like a pc 98 oh never mind they're not gonna do that it's all porn games they get uh they have the PC88, they have like like libraries like that. They need the can, FM like, Towns Marty subscription. I'm I pay I I would pay an arm and a leg for some Wonder Swan stuff. Give me the yeah, Wonder Swan stuff, crystal. Sir. Give Get me that. Wonder Swan. Do you have a Wonder Swan? And no, absolutely not. But I do have a the Mister Core of it, so gotcha. I'm very excited to dig into that. Maybe I might do some after show. Have you Wonder ever Swan play? Have you ever had an interest in getting one? Like a crystal with like a modded LCD. My backlight. friend ha- got a Final Fantasy one that I was like super jealous of. Like, man, maybe I should get that. But then I was like, man, there's not really a lot. Of, I don't know if I want to play on it. But that's why I got the mm-hmm. Mister so I can discover that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So it's a, it's very niche, and I mean, you know, like the games are not going to be cheap either. You know, and a lot of them will have like language barriers and stuff too, because you know. So that's cool, but yeah, the, yeah I would be course. jealous too of a of a Wonder Swan Final Fantasy edition. Those things are so sweet looking. 
Um, and they also yeah. have that like Tate mode, you know, for the shooters, you know, you can switch it on his exactly. side and still have the controls there. Brilliant idea. That's what the Atari Lynx should have been, <laughs> honestly. It, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, it's just it's just those those. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous that we didn't get Wonder Swan. <laughs> in yeah, the last, I, I still know. think it's it, yeah that that guy is really lucky though. Like he got the Wonder Swan early, got the, the like literally he bought the Nintendo DD for like mm. I think 600 plus a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it like tripled in value. It's like over a thousand dollars now, and it's like he's making like and like he got all this stuff early. So like he's can I tell he, you like beat the odds? Okay, can I tell you an idiot story? I, I'm I'm sure we all no. have. Okay, so joking. go for it. I. I've been pretty good over the last decade about, you know, holding on to things that I know are worth stuff, you know. But um, I have an idiot uh, story where I picked up locally a Neo Geo Pocket Color with like 10 mm -hmm. games and the Dreamcast Link Cable, okay? It had Cool Cool Tune and the Link Cable. And it also had some of the Neo Geo Pocket uh, card, card fighting game stuff. So like... yeah. I had the Dreamcast Link cable. I used it a couple of times. It was a, it was an interesting curiosity. It was something that I always wanted. I picked mm -hmm. this thing up for forty bucks on offer up locally, right? I had to drive like way down to Chula Vista to meet a guy, but he gave it. He just I didn't even know what I was getting. I just knew it was Neo Geo Pocket Color with some games. I didn't mm -hmm. realize he it was like literally a, ten games and the Dreamcast Link cable and everything like that. And I had it for a while, and then I kind of just didn't play with it i wasn't messing with it or or anything yeah and i really wanted a game boy micro and i ended up trading that in to ian's shop luna games ian ferguson's shop oh nice i, so I ended up trading it into i was like oh this idiot selling this neo geo pocket color seriously what a dumb, what seriously he's like, i mean like game boy micro no offense they're great but i don't think they're that like i i got the raw end of the deal i made a stupid stupid mistake trading that stuff in for like a Game Boy Micro and a few games, right? And yeah. I still have my Game Boy Micro and I love it and everything like that, but I ended up having to buy back uh, a Neo Geo Pocket Color and I did get like a, I got like a bundle, you know, but it wasn't as good and I didn't get the Dreamcast Link cable. So that's my, that's my idiot story. I wish, I wish I that got, I had. I got one, I got one too, actually. Do you? <laughs> Mine was the Vita. So I picked up a Vita. It was like two of the Senran Kagura games in special edition, Persona 4, um and a bunch of other stuff like for i think it's 120 and a blue vita yeah i so i i bought that for about 120 i, I was such a great deal and i was that like you know, i'm deal. not on the vita yeah i and i sold the i i sold the vita all the games and stuff mm -hmm. and i sold it for like 250 i think mm-hmm Wow, I made a big mistake. That Persona 4 <laughs> game went to like a hundred plus dollars. No All kidding. those games are like super rare. Like Persona the 4 Gold, Kyber right? Games like, yeah, Persona 4 Gold. Which is expensive. an excellent game. It's like, it's a phenomenal version of that yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, just, I just didn't play the, I just didn't play the Vita. So it's like, yeah. I don't like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had like a Darius Burst, a lot of really pretty pricey stuff. Yeah, and it sucks though because I have it on my offer up in my history. Yeah, and every time I look at my my sold my sale stuff, it's like, mm -hmm. wow, I'm such an idiot. So yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to I want to get another Vita eventually, but I just don't really. How are we play doing on much. time? We're doing it. Oh, yeah, like, wow, we only have like 20 minutes 20 to talk minutes. about news. <laughs> well, we, we don't we, have that we much have news. Sorry. Yeah, we have plenty of stuff, but yeah, but yeah, that's it. But that's yeah, like so I said, I just. 
Just go on the Nintendo Direct real quick. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Genesis stuff. I'm excited to see what they come up with, though. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Two games, but and like moral F-Zero of the story, online. though. Moral of the story, oh guys. Gosh. Be careful when you're trading and stuff. You might regret it <laughs> later. You know. <laughs> I traded a bunch of stuff for that that Magnite Rare. I do not regret it, and I never will. That's good. That's good that you you were able to walk away from that feeling good. You know. Um, exactly. Yeah. But I made I made big, big mistakes before. Okay, well, you know, we're well into the show, and I'm finally going to bring up the browser. <laughs> finally going to bring cool. up the browser. It's cool. We have, like, two browser. articles, so it's not yeah, like... Yeah, we got, like, two articles. Not a big deal. They're here for, we're here for the party, guys. We are. We are. We so, like oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go we ahead. Like, and... We like the party. We like the party. Venga Boys? Yeah, Venga Boys, baby. We like the party. Yeah, exactly. Also turned thirty years old. No, no, I'm just joking. It's not. No, it's <laughs> that was like, like that was like a high school jam. All right, so yeah. best of Saturn Grandia. Any chance Trekkies Already. is watching this? <laughs> He's right there in the chat. No, I'm just joking. That's not no. a dragon. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll go over this real quick, and then you can talk about Project Deluge. Let's do it. Deluges. Go over it. All right, so Grandia originally released. In 1997, by the famous game arts that brought us the amazing Lunar games, and of course Gun Griffin, Gun mm-hmm. Griffin, uh, such a great company. It released only in Japan for years and years until just recently. I think it was like 18 or 19. Was it 19? I think it was, it was 19. We got a fan. Tr- was it 18? No. Well, he was we working on the. Trans- he put out the demo for yeah. folks to debug in. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. I thought it was 19. No. Oh, anyways, it's out. Fan <laughs> translation of it. Doesn't matter. We we played it on uh, we played it on the stream years ago. You can watch it in the channel somewhere. I don't, some one of these cardinal directions. Yeah. So there's a button to get to our channel. You click on it, and then it will have. I beat our it. Video. I beat it with my son. You did. Uh, Trekkie's patch. It's phenomenal. It's an nice. excellent game. I, I, I actually saved myself for this version of Grandia. I'd never played Grandia before this. I refused to play it on the PlayStation, which some of you might fault me for as a, you know, kind of being stubborn. But I was like, I'm gonna play this game one day on the Saturn, and I did it, and I beat it, and it was excellent. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. You play this uh this kid and his his sister, I believe, or maybe your friend. I can't remember. Fina. And Justin, uh, yeah, and uh, the little girl—I forget her name now. Their little, his little sister. Darn it, I can't remember yeah. her name. But anyways, yeah, it starts off pretty cool. You start like as kids playing on a quest, like you're like going on an adventure, getting like these items that are like pots and pans and stuff, right? And like sticks, and it yes. turns into a quite interesting adventure from there. Uh, yeah, moving forward, but it's a really fun game. Uh, voice acting is tremendously awful in playstation but they have a sub edition with the 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 patch with Mm -hmm. the the fan translation Mm -hmm. everything's subtitled and it's uh it's amazing it's great you got the accurate dialogue of the playstation version with the great voice acting from the japanese cast right but yeah it's a pretty fantastic game uh really enjoy it uh you go download the, the the patch for the fan translation they're they're pretty much in the final like 1.0, but he's just waiting yeah. in case something really bad I think bad it's like version out. version 1.96 or something. It's so close to to, but he hasn't like he hasn't given the word of the day. So he hasn't said, okay, it's final. I'm closing the book on it. Um, so you know, I guess it's still open to you know folks 
finding little issues with it that they might uh, send send Trekkies way, you know. But anyway, thank you. Thanks goes out to Trekkies and uh, a few other people that helped him. You know, there were there were other people involved that that helped him with the uh, with the patch and translation and everything. I don't actually. No, can't name all those people off uh, the top of my head, but I know that there was a team involved. Um, but yeah, we also discovered uh, through this, we just kind of discovered how Game Arts was working with uh, CRI um, on this like video compression, you know, that would end up becoming, uh, uh, I guess you could say, an early proto, uh, an early prototype of what they would end up using a lot on the Dreamcast, you know, for a lot of FMV on the Dreamcast, and the CRI exactly. Soft Deck and everything like that. But but at this stage, and CRI it was is very... still a big name nowadays. Oh like, sure, you yeah. Find the credits in all these new games that are coming out even now. Absolutely. And again, they were like uh, CSK Research Institute, which were um, a subdivision of Sega or one of like Sega's subdivisions. And mm-hmm. and uh, they did some uh, they did a lot of like the R&D stuff, like behind the scenes uh, with Sega games. You know, it was crazy. Um, they developed like the, the web browser in uh, in Sega Touring Car Championship. And they developed um, they developed just a ton of stuff that kind of ran in the background that you really wouldn't. Uh, know about and then of course they became this great this big middleware company and uh, but yeah no it's cool uh, he uh, for the longest time I was like will he ever figure out the FMVs and and uh, of course he did and uh, with the help of somebody I, I forget who it was but basically Trekkies that's kind of his thing that's his wheelhouse is like video compression you know <laughs> be it Cinepak or be it True Motion or whatever he's just like really into the whole video compression thing and so he was able to get it get get around it and get those subtitles done on the videos and and the rest is history so it's an excellent great excellent game and an excellent patch For you. shouts right. Trekkies and then of course um, hit this one uh, Project Deluge the newest version of Project Deluge on uh, Hidden Palace. Windows update, at Windows least. update, yeah. Yeah, this one's really good. Uh, as you as you remember, like we said back then, we reported back in April about Hidden Palace, uh, the, the Project Deluge project releasing several CDI, PlayStation 1, and Saturn mm-hmm. prototypes and early builds. Right. And now they're back, dropping a ton of PlayStation 2, uh, Xbox, and uh, other unrelated, unreleased games. PlayStation 2, Dreamcast, and Xbox prototypes and unreleased games. So yes. there's quite a lot, and there's been quite a lot of interesting finds in some of these builds. Yeah. Uh, I guess starting off, uh, did you want to read want to read the, the the ones that are sort of notable? Uh, of Xbox. You've yeah, got uh, all of them. well, okay, dinosaur hunting on Xbox. That was crazy. That was a game that uh, that was never released, but it was supposed to be like completely finished, right? Dinosaur hunting. Um, yeah, well, it came out in Japan, but it just never got an English translation. But right, well, this that's is actually I mean. the English translation like, of it. Yeah, it was fi- that's what I mean. It was, it was finished, but never released in the West. Um, uh, can you say this next one? Ushin, Ushin no, that's, the same game. That's, the, that's the subtitle for Dinosaur Hunting. Oh, got it, got it. There's a comma. Er, okay, it's very small. Early prototypes of Jet Set Radio Future, Crazy Taxi 3, Toji Emin Earl 3, uh, The Vats. That's not one I'm yep. familiar with. Uh, Made Man and Hall to the Chimp. Hail to the Chimp. Hail to the Chimp. Hail to the Chimp. Yeah, Tra- these are the last three are the ones that got poured to different systems, but were never released on xbox until these recent finds right you had a debug version of jet grind radio on dreamcast for the dreamcast yeah Yeah, dreamcast early four-wheel thunder called 
off-road thunder um and fmvs for prototypes of deep fear uh, most importantly a model of luigi in an early version of sega gt which is very interesting yeah they got they mm -hmm. got the you got Charlie Day and a Sega GT. Oh, I mean uh, Luigi. Sorry. <laughs> and then uh, PlayStation Two with uh, what is that? It, it's just an artist tool monitor. Artist it's tool like a, monitor. Okay. Sound. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then a prototype of Aliens Earth Assault. It's like a, a pitch for it. Like a pitch. It. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. The the screenshots kind of suck. Yeah. I don't know if they're there's all dark, but it's, it's like very dark. dark yeah. Hard to see. Well, you could probably yeah, it's a cool put tech demo. It. Yeah. What's this? Okay, so you also included information about that auction, the new Geo Color. Yeah, but basically what I talked about was that after sort of the disappointing loss of the Neo Geo Pocket Color prototypes, it's happy mm. to see at least another batch of undumped games make it to the public in some shape or form. Right, And then right. we can talk about that in a little bit. And then, yeah, Hidden Palace said that it, it's not that... Hidden Palace made everyone know that this isn't even the tip of the iceberg of the project. They're not even close to being done. They probably right. have so many more dumps to get done. This is just what they've. Never this mind, is just what they've. <laughs> they've got. Some... Okay, well they that's going in. Don't edit that show. out. Uh, anyway, so they not so long. so for sure, like this is just what they've been able to do so far, uh, according to their strict protocols. You know, because the, everything has to be has to be dumped accurately, and they have to fill out all the metadata and stuff for it and everything like that. So there's a lot more to come, and they'll probably just put it out in a, like a large chunk, like you say. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed out about the Neo Geo Pocket Color thing. I really hope that whoever bought it will consider teaming up with, uh, you know, somebody to to dump some of the unreleased games. That would be really rad. I, I love to play Magician Lord on the Neo Geo Pocket Color. I didn't even know that there was a... Yeah, I didn't even know that there was a Magician Lord made for the Neo Geo Pocket Color, so there you go. But, I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. But, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, it was a it was a really public auction, you know, and and you know people people who have the money to spend they know about that stuff, you know. So there's, it's exactly you know. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit more if you want. We have like ten minutes, so we well, talk that's about cool. We, yeah, we were talking about it, and um, we were talking about it, and uh, you know, I don't want to be like too negative. I don't want to take too negative a stance. We, we were fighting. Well, we, we were weren't fighting. fighting. We, we were just kind of like we were just fighting. So, because like I kind of watch, I watched Genovi's video, and I really kind of agree with him. Uh, I I kind of agree with him in terms of the fact that I don't feel like this needed to be a big tweet, a big public tweet. Um, again, like. It, it could have gone this way no matter what like like pat made the argument that it's like okay like i'm sure like the guy who bid on it and won probably didn't hear about it from frank Cifaldi, right and we don't know that yeah. but it's 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 probably likely that you know they already the the people who have the kind of money to bid on this thing probably didn't hear about it from frank Cifaldi. but i just figured like frank you know i really admire and appreciate what he does and i know that in his line of business he has a lot of contacts you know private contacts and i just felt like it was inappropriate to make it a, a a really widespread public tweet but at the same time say don't bother you know don't bother pitching in if you don't have deep pockets kind of thing you know because it's like okay it's public and now everybody knows about it but like most of the people who are seeing this aren't going to be able to chip in anyway but i i felt like if he could reach out to his private contacts who he already has established you know and keep it kind yeah. of on the down low and and but he may have already done that, you know? So again, like I've had time to think about it since I talked to Pat and I've kind of, I'm kind of backpedaling on the negativity. Like honestly, 
it's so easy to be negative about everything. I'm sure that he had the best of intentions, you know? So, um, really now all we can really do is hope that whoever won it gets it and then maybe considers, uh, dumping some of the images. And I realize that might be, yeah. uh, yeah, that might be yeah. glass half full. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might just be too optimistic be. hoping that, you know? Yeah. But I, I thought I, I watched the Genova video. I watched it a couple times just so I can process it a little bit more. Right. And I kind of, uh, I kind of do a agree on some of the things he said, like it was kind of, I think saying, Oh, if you don't have little pockets, don't apply. If you don't have, if you don't have big pockets, no need to apply. In all honesty, yeah. I think they should have something like that where it's like, hey, we, we're having this uh, group buy for this project. Mm -hmm. uh, donate X amount of money, and if we succeedly, succeedly buy it, we charge you. And that way, mm -hmm. you know, while maybe one person can't come up with 13 grand, right. uh, a group of like thousands of people can come up with, you know, uh, 30 grand or so and could have outbid them. So would it be possible then to set up some kind of a something akin to an indiegogo like a like an on the fly indiegogo where people chip in bit you know people basically put up money you know hypothetical money and that if it actually wins the auction then they get charged but if it doesn't then they get refunded is it possible to do that kind of thing i don't know like it's, it's different than if it's a gofundme and I, I guess even with a gofundme you can issue refunds i think I, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I, I think something like that. I know that uh, they did a Kofi for part. I think was it Project Dealers that did it, the Kofi where they basically right. Uh, they're buying the, the thing. And you donate money, donate the money, and you're able to uh, kick towards it. And then once it hits the goal, they'll be able yeah, to buy okay. it. Like something obscure, like that. Ga obscure gamers did that with the Saturn lot. Obscure it, gamers. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got that confused. But call night. yeah, the obscure gamers when they did that. So like, like it's essentially just doing something like that where you contact buyer, like, hey, how much money do you want for this buyout? You want thirty grand? That's cool. Let's get mm -hmm. people together and pay for it, or fifteen grand, whatever. Like, I mean, like, I think, I think there could be some happy ground some of these buyers, but it was more difficult because the buyer was Japanese, mm -hmm. and I think it was, and I don't, I don't know, maybe it was just me when I try to. Uh, try to contact people in Japanese, but I always have a hard time like getting through to anybody. Well, that's because like, there's a way like, there's a, there's a, uh, what do you call it? Like a rule of engagement and, uh, you can't yeah. just reach out. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it's a cultural thing, honestly, um, which I think you need some kind of a reference, you know, it's, it'd be, if, if you, if you reach out to somebody and you say, I was referred to you by somebody, you know, and trust, you know, they might yeah. you know, respond, but if you're just reaching out cold, it's almost rude. You know, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a difference in our, in our cultures. And, you know, I totally get that. And honestly, it, the fact that these games go to a, 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 a system that was much more appreciated over in Japan than it was here, to be honest, went to a Japanese yeah. buyer does not, uh, is not without, you know, sense, you know, it makes sense. Cause honestly, let's be honest. If this was Nintendo 64, or PlayStation, people would have taken it so much ser more serious, you know? But it's like, over here, Neo Geo Pocket Color is more of like a passing fancy, a pa you know, like, a curiosity than anything, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And it, it definitely is a sadness, but I definitely, definitely get that. And I hope wow. that, you know... It's raining outside. But <laughs> I had to take off my headphones. I'm like, what is that? Oh my god, it's raining. But, anyway. But yeah, like I was saying, I think... Genovi made a good point though saying or at least maybe uh, he didn't really directly say this but imply that maybe something like a, a group buy like that where little fish can donate 
mm. would be a good idea. Like, hey, French mm-hmm. Savaldi, buying the game project. Here you go. Here's donations. Mm-hmm. We need money. Like, like a sort of a charity drive. But like, hey, here's our goal. Give us money. You know, and then like maybe like a bonus. Like, oh, you get all the ROMs. Like, we'll send it directly to your house or something. Or we'll sit. No, we won't send the ROMs. Like, we'll we'll send you the digital files for everything we dump or something. And I know that's definitely touchy. Right. But it's like. You know, if you paid for it, and it's like, I mean, I think that'd be more acceptable. And I think, you know, and Twitter is a highly public and shareable platform. You know, I think, I think it would, per- personally, I think it would help to build, um, you know, more private communities of people that all have the same common goal and good intentions of doing the same thing. You know, we all want to see the games released, uh, mm-hmm. at first and foremost, for preservation. Um, because I mean, you know, all the investors, they have their communities too. You know, they have their circles and they're sharing information when it comes to, you know, buying what they consider investments basically. Um, but it's like, we need to do the same thing on the preservation front so that we have like, you know, so that it can be shared widespread, you know, but also kept kind of in private among individuals that all have the same shared common goal. That's just my, just be like, just be like, Hey, here's this. This group by yeah. project, and this is what it is. Here's a link to donate to it. Don't say what the goal is. Just like if you like to donate, if we get it, then we'll charge you. If not, then we'll send you your money back. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be a good thing. Like having like a an intermediate middleman. So like if if it goes through, then they get charged. They get their money back. But if it doesn't, right. it gets shipped back to the people. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my opinion. Uh, I think there's a lot of good options to do that. Um, but you know. Seriously, it's, it's like coming down. Saying. It's coming down here. I don't know yeah. if it's coming over my mic, but it just like thundered and lightning. I expect to hear a voice that says, "I'm trapped in the castle dungeon." Makes sense. <laughs> no, All right, uh, well, I, I think that's about time. Anyways, yeah, do you have that's about time. Left? Do you have anything uh, no. left that you want to talk about with this? Well, just just plans? you know, just uh, bottom line. Thank you. Shouts and thanks to Frank Cifaldi for all the work that he does with uh, the game history foundation and kelsey lewin and um you know their efforts to preserve video games and video game history i appreciate it definitely um i don't i I don't want people to think that the takeaway here is that um that i have any beef with with frank i think that you know he's he's a great guy and and he has good intentions and yeah hopefully moving forward the, the community as a whole can find a, a better way to kind yeah. of do this stuff so that we win, you know, these these kind of auctions and stuff, you know. but Exactly. Yeah. And, and the worst case, it's just like a, a friendly disagreement or like a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, this went bad, but this but, is what we can do to make it better. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. But and other I think than that's that, what I'm yeah, all about. No. Yeah, absolutely. Other than, aside all from right. that, I think we probably ought to thank all of our patrons and, and uh, wrap yep. this up so that you can get on with your stream. What are you streaming today? curious i'm streaming soccer wars game boy the world premiere with mr c win or nice burntens however you want to say his name i think it's burntens he wants to go by so yeah. burntens love that guy love him love all the ones everyone that works on all the translations love mm-hmm. him especially united dragon mm-hmm. love you kisses blowing <laughs> your way <laughs> but, but uh anyways uh let's, let's thank our patrons uh funny enough see win or burnt ends uh, Emerald Nova, 32-bit stuff, Mom, uh, Memphis, uh, Super Dimension Century Orgus, and of course, uh, A-Team, Derek. Yes. Thank you all for backing on Patreon. If you'd like to get yourself shouted on the show, mm-hmm. uh, definitely back us on Patreon. Uh, $10 and up will get you shouted on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we still have great 
great uh, tiers below that one dollars to support us three dollars official patreon will get you all our past streams all our stuff like all the uh <laughs> all, the, all the all the stream all our streams early early con some early content mm -hmm. uh ten dollars and up in 20 uh you get to shout out on the show and unmuted and twenty dollars and up you can actually be on the podcast as a guest and don't forget you get a uh, you, you get merch at cost you don't pay yeah, any, merch at cost yeah too. merch at cost uh because you get our family so, yeah. discount. Um, exactly. Which, by the way, speaking of merch, um, you can also support us by buying a shirt or a hoodie or a bag or a cell phone case or a mug if you drink coffee or, or tea. Or a thong. No. Yeah, you could use the, I guess you could use the face masks as a thong, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's stretching it right there. Literally. That's but, uh, stretching it, money, yeah. <laughs> but no, um... Yeah, I know we got a lot of merch at uh, segasaturnshiro.threadlist.com, so go over there and check it out. Uh, there's pretty much something for everybody. And so even if you can't do the Patreon thing, you know, you can buy a shirt and you're supporting us. Supporting the hosting of the podcast and the website and all that all that jazz. Buy a shirt. Yep. But yeah, and of course, if you want to support us non-financially, definitely follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, like, like uh, follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, ring the, ring the bell, ring a ding a ding, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, comment, subscribe, uh, tell us we're, we're ugly. At least I am. Just yes. do that for me. But uh, yeah, and uh, just share us out on all platforms and just let us know and let people know about us. It's the best way you could support us. Right. And then uh, throughout the week, when we're not doing Shiro Show. We're in the Discord channel, chatting it up. So, I mean, if you want to stay, like, really up to date on, like, what's going on, just get into our Discord and, and uh, you know, chat with folks because you'll pretty much be, you know, you'll pretty much be uh, caught up with everything that's going on in the Saturn scene. We pretty much talk about stuff in the general and in the in the various channels, you know, throughout the week. Yeah, and, and all those links are below in the video right here. Yes. So, and I guess if it's an audio format, it's on oh. the, the the audio the podcast page in the description. So go look there. Right. But uh, I think that's about it from us. Uh, and with that, I will see you in a little bit for the game stream. But for the main video, uh, remember, uh, have a great day, and remember you must play Sega Saturn. See ya.